0: How big of an impact is Triquan Smith about to make down the stretch? What potentially top five quarterback might be on your waiver wire right now? And what is the latest update on the I got five on it, bets? Plus, the ninth place team owner in the FFPC main event, Brandon Shammy, hangs out with us to talk about Jack Doyle, the Pittsburgh running back trio, and more. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high stakes fantasy football hour starts. Once was on a time not
1: long ago when people were benevolent and lived like life slugs. We we're laws stern and justice good. And people were behaving like they ought to good. There lived a the little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he was. Me and you tonight, we're going to make some cash robbing old folks. Damn. They did the job, money came with ease, but one couldn't stop, it's like he had a disease. He robbed another and another and a sister and a brother. Tried to rob a man it was a D.C. undercover. The cop grabbed his arm, he started acting, he ira-
0: Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the high-stakes fantasy football hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak.
1: Shot for the head, he shot back, but he messed up. Looked round good and from expectations, he decided he hit for the subway station. But she was coming and he made a lap. He was running top speed till he was out of breath. Knocked an old man Thank down. Thank you
0: so much, Rob. Greetings and salutations all of you Volcaholics, anchors, Zach and Addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I am, of course, your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman. And my co-host is the patron saint of fantasy football, Dave Gerzak. You know him as the Dizzle. Coming up on tonight's show, we give you an update on the I Got Five On It bets that Dave and I have made throughout the season. Plus, Brandon Shammy will tell us how he's gotten his FFPC main event team all the way up to ninth place and much more. Shout out to the chat room right now. If you feel like you have to get some questions out, get something off your chest, ask a pending Starter sit question, waivers question, whatever it may be. Post the questions in there. You can do so on Twitter as well at HSFFOR, at Eric Balkman, at David Facebook.com slash HSFFOR is where to reach us there. And of course, if you want to give us a call tonight, hop on the blower 347 426 3682. That's 347. Game over. You can also email the show at the inbox at Stakes fantasy football at hey, gmail.com. Hey, 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 <laughs> <Calm down. laughs> Next time, I'll break the Prozacs in half. If you have any questions for us, now's the time to send them. We'll get to all the chat room questions, tweets, and emails, and the fantasy feedback segment later on in the show. Bryce is our audio engineer. How the hell are you? And uh, Rob, mutual friend and producer, behind the glass tonight, pushing all the buttons. I pushed all the buttons for the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown this week, and you can check it out at rotoviz.com slash podcast. You can also go to spreaker.com slash high lowdown, and the latest episode is up there. Of course, it is Biplab Mandel at underscore underscore Rainmaker was uh, the guest uh, this week. Fourth place in the FFPC Terminator is where he sits right now. He's got a couple of main event teams and football guys teams in contention. Uh, in that episode, we talk a, a lot about the uh, the changing um, situation with James Conner, both for redraft and dynasty purposes. Le'Veon Bell, obviously we touch on that. Get into some good Cooper Cup and Tariq Cohen uh, analysis in that episode, plus how he is handling his team the rest of the way. And, Dave, I made sure that I made specific mention – because he says he doesn't like to terminate any players until Sunday morning. I said, Bip Lab, do not forget to terminate a player. And he said, don't worry, Balky. I'm going to take care of it. I got this. Still a little nervous. Check it out. rotoviz.com slash podcast, high stakes, lowdown, Biplab Mandel, and yours truly.
2: By the way, if you don't play the Terminator contest, you really should play it, because right now, about 10 weeks into the season, there's like – Thirty teams out of the 360 that are now terminated because they've forgotten. The just
0: forgot to terminate a player. So yeah. if, you're able, if you're able to
2: remember to do stuff, um, please play. You, you, whatever the you know, there's the, the percentage that FFPC takes. Eight percent of the players are out already, and these, there are some good teams actually. Unfortunately, I, I hate to do it. I have to email them and tell them that they've been uh, terminated, and sometimes they get not they're not too happy. Sometimes.
0: No, I mean it's just one of those things. Like you know, we can't forgive anybody for. like we'll forgive, but. We we can't forget, and your team has to be terminated because they forgot.
2: One am. You, um they did I did get a suggestion we should send the reminder email out later, like maybe Friday.
0: I, I've kind of vir- I I've varied it up a little bit this year. Um, did you just sell your own? Yeah. Because normally I was always sending it on Wednesdays last year, yeah. and and it just obviously we had the same issue last year, people forgetting to terminate. So some days I I send it out on Tuesday, some days it is Friday, some days it's Thursday. Like I try to vary it up. Maybe next year so. we
2: do it all on Saturday or Sunday morning. We can
0: do that. We can do that the rest of the season right now if you want to do it that way. Yeah,
2: whatever. Okay. I don't care that
0: much. There is another intru- – I, I want to get to our guest here shortly, but Dave, very briefly, there is something rolled out in the FFPC this week um, that a lot of people had some questions about. We sent an email out about it on Thursday. Is there anything you want to tell the listeners about FFPC side action?
2: Oh, yeah, side action uh, is where you can play against uh, – just challenge head-to-head against someone in your league or even in like the main event. If you have a team in the main event, you can play anybody on the leaderboard. Um, right now, there's no point us, but we uh, may offer that at some point where you can lay points or ask for points. Uh, it starts at $10. I think in the email, we uh, I, my fault was a little bit there. We, I, we only showed the higher end
0: stuff. But it starts yeah. at $10. Yeah. And um, for anybody who is curious, that oh my goodness, uh, I, I can't believe the the rake those those awful felons that the FFPC are taking. I believe that's been adjusted. Yeah, the higher
2: end stuff is is a lower it's a lower I hate to say the word rake, but it is a yeah. little rake. It's similar to, like, DraftKings and FanDuel. So, right. so
0: that has changed as well. So make sure that you're checking that out a and lot. And channel some things. people. You know, if you think you're awesome at Dynasty, through it. Let's go.
2: That's a bets up. There's Kurt, some side action out there. Kirk
0: Kikis is leading the FFPC main event right now. I wonder if he's gotten any side action requests uh, for his main event team. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be fun, you know, throw it out. Especially, if, you know, if they have bi-week issues. Kirk Kikis is putting up 190 points a week. So I'm, I'm sure he's taking as many as much action as he can. Well, yeah,
2: once you get a line, though, it would be kind of fun. You could challenge him and say, putting me plus 40 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway.
0: Uh, all right, let's get into uh, tonight's guest, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, want to bring him on right now. He's been very patient. He's been playing high-stakes fantasy football for six years, has won seven high-stakes main event leagues already under his belt. In just a lot. Just his second year, Dave, in the FFPC. He's gotten his team up to ninth place. Heading into Week Ten of the season, please welcome into the program, Mr. Brandon Shammy. Brandon, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight with uh, Dave Gerzak, Eric Balkman here. Uh, pleasure to have you, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. I went uh, bowling tonight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cue <laughs> this you're, up. This is an interview. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask Brand Brandon. Do you do, do you,
1: now? You're you're an East Coast guy. Do you do a lot of bowling out there? <laughs> I don't do a ton of bowling, but I do enjoy it. A lot of places around here now have, like, you know, the TVs and everything um, and, like, bar service and all that. Why do you bowl a lot? I said –
0: no, I don't. And, in fact, I'm awful at it, but I went with my kids tonight before the show, and uh, we had the bumpers up. High score for me ever, 146 for me with with bumpers. (laughs) Brandon, I'm pretty proud of that. I told Dave before the show he didn't seem to care, and uh, I just wanted to brag care. a little bit. Yeah, I know you don't care, but I just wanted to get that out of the way. <laughs> humble so. brag. No, we have a question. Yeah, uh, humble, humble brag slash embarrassed brag right. is, is where it's at. Let's get on to fantasy football. Brandon, uh, tell the listeners what you do for a living out there. in I believe you're in New Jersey. Tell us, uh, tell us what you do out there.
1: So I actually own um, three Smoothie King franchises, if you guys have ever heard of them. Um, so that keeps me pretty Life. busy. That's
0: awesome. That is fantastic. Are yeah. they all are they that's all fun. roughly
1: like in, in the same area there? They are. They're all about like 10-15 minutes apart. So it 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 helps operationally to be close.
2: So what's your fa- what's your favorite smoothie that you have?
1: The one that you always would get. My favorite smoothie is probably a Gladiator, which is like 45 grams of protein, and then I get apple and peanut butter in it. Holy uh, cow! How many,
0: 45 grams of protein. Awesome. How many calories are in that? About
1: four or five hundred. Yeah, it's about 400 in it. Yeah, it's not too bad. That's not not That's bad really
0: that, good.
1: Much, that much protein. Yeah. Ball,
0: he's, ball, he's
1: up for it. Oh yeah, I'm down. Like
0: yeah, mark mark me down. I'm down. So when you, you add go. the when you add the peanut butter, is it 45 grams of protein pre peanut butter, and then when you when you add the peanut butter, it's even more?
1: It's a great question, and you're correct. Yes, you do get more protein by adding the peanut butter. Oh my gosh, I, I got to check this out, Dave.
2: This is a hard hitting. I've been missing out. out the I've been
0: missing out. I'm you know my my piddly little you know 20 gram protein shakes you know, Boston, there's, there's no smoothie things i don't think in no. this area we don't have,
2: we're in northeast people here are poor yeah
0: brandon we're in uh, northeast <laughs> wisconsin here and uh, we actually just got our first indoor plumbing a couple of weeks back so it's been <laughs> fantastic here so far but we're, we're hoping smoothie king is the next step you guys you become a you guys are behind you guys the times yeah so. Yeah, a little not, bit, yeah. That's for sure. Anyway. Yeah. I, I just saw somebody with a non-flip cell phone for the first time uh, last week. So right. it's, it's, it's Listen, <laughs> we're we're catching up fast, man. Very, very fast. Speaking you
2: know, of you know, behind the times, I asked Falky about starting Adam Humphreys last week, and he told me to start the other guy. But uh, nice job for
0: you to pick up Adam Humphreys. <laughs> Who was the other guy? Was it Laquan Treadwell? Yeah, Treadwell. Yeah, Treadwell. Five points. There's what five. a stone jerk. Sure. Yeah.
2: Uh, anyway, Humphreys has seen 27 targets in the last three games. So, are you of the opinion that he should actually
1: be flexed out now for teams that own him? So, I do think he could be flexed. I think it depends on your options, though. You know, he's seen snap counts of 70% and 82% in the last two weeks. Um, last week, especially, he outsnapped both Deshaun and Godwin. Um, Tampa's really been struggling to run the ball, uh, averaging over 40 pass attempts a game. Um, my one concern is the last two big games he's had, the Bucks were big underdogs and playing from behind, um, and now they're favored this week. So I personally am, in most cases, um, trying to see it one more week. Yeah, that makes sense
2: actually. And plus, you know, they're going to be dogs. Insurance in some games coming up because they're all they're not all that great. So yeah, he's a great guy to
0: have. On your team. I, and he's the type of guy I think this week. like you like you said, Brandon, if if he does it this week, I mean, it's going to he's going to be a tough sit going forward, even when the bye weeks get over with. I mean, as a flex, I, I think he's he's definitely a guy that you have to look at getting in your lineup for sure. Uh, let's move on and 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 talk about Dallas Goddard. He is your backup tight end on this ninth place team in the FFPC main. Are you simply just keeping him around in case Zach Ertz gets hurt and then Goddard would step in to be the de facto number one tight end in Philly? Or can he actually have some starting value in a tight end premium format like the FFPC? And given that the Eagles love, 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 love to pass the ball, maybe there's some standalone value there for for Goddard. Can you tell us a little bit about what your plans for him are for the duration of the season?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I I actually see him more kind of as that lottery ticket where if Ertz were to go down, I I think he would step into a top-five tight end immediately, Um, mainly just because the system and, you know, his talent. I really think he passes the eye test. Um, They do run a ton of two-tight end sets, you know, but now with the addition of Golden Tate, I'm a little concerned that he's not going to have much standalone value. Um, So luckily I have uh, Jack Doyle back. Who I think is going to be a much safer option for me. Yeah, Doyle right away
2: out of the gates. I think he saw like seventy percent of the snaps, isn't that right? Yeah, it was. It might have even been higher than mm-hmm. that. He
0: was he was running he was running the routes. He was out there much 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 more than than Ebron. Dave and I are definitely uh, big Jack Doyle fans as I, as well. I picked him up, uh, Dave, uh, before before they went on by. He was out there in a couple of leagues, and I think you got him in a couple of spots as well.
2: Yeah, Kentucky. Very shrewd of you, Valkyrie. Well, I, I got uh, good advice
0: from, from the great Dave Gerzak on that one, so I, I, I can't uh, can't take full credit. The bye week is always an interesting thing where you can pick up guys who are going on it and, and, and get them cheap, but then you got to put up with uh, Dave missing out on them, uh, of course, and, and there's a big bye week looming coming up in week 12.
2: Yeah, Brandon, you wouldn't uh, I just probably wouldn't be where you're at right now without the great Todd Gurley, Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, and week 12 is, is their bye week. Do you have a Obviously, you're aware of this when you drafted them, and/or if you weren't, well, now you're aware of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you won titles, so you're obviously aware. Of it. So, I mean, so do you have a? You feel pretty good. Do you have good backup options for those guys.
1: I do. I mean, I picked up Andy Dalton. He plays the Browns that week, um, and then my depth isn't terrible with with uh, Sterling Shepard, Emmanuel Sanders. But to be honest, guys, you know it's going to be very hard to replace those guys. Are putting over se- up over 70 points a week total between the three of them. So. To expect to replace that, you know, I'm hoping for 40, 50 of that 70 and then, you know, get some luck elsewhere, you know, to be realistic.
0: Uh, And I'm kind of (laughs) curious, let me ask you this, Brandon, because you're you're ninth place overall in the main event. And obviously a a big reason that you are that high has been because of Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Todd Gurley. If you had to do it all over again would you be changing out those players knowing that, oh, my goodness, I, I, what am I going to do in week 12? Or would you kind of keep it status quo? Because, you know, well, maybe it's going to be tough if, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the league playoffs that first week, but I got my eyes on a bigger prize. I, I think that you, you would, you're,
1: you're pretty happy where you're at right now with those three guys. Absolutely. Because also I, I have a very good chance, knock on wood, to hold on to most points in the league. So I would still get a first or second seed and win a little bit of money. And then I still like my chances with those studs, you know, for the big money.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not a death now. A lot of people assume, oh, my goodness, I, you know, week 12, I got no shot. Well, you know, there, there, there's a such thing as depth. And if you could plug the right guys in, make the correct calls there, you not only could win the league, but you could really be set up for something big. For the remainder of the season, Dave.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Week 12, it's like you have 11 weeks to solidify the back end of your roster. Those guys, 11 through 20, you should have, you should be doing something. You should have some decent depth. You know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyler Boyd was a great yeah. pickup this, this year, yep. wide receiver. If you picked him up, I mean, he's fan- been fantastic. You're starting him every week. Yeah, exactly. And there's other, you know, there's running backs as well that were great, uh, great pickups. So I think uh, I think you should be fine. Plus, you get the you do get the people don't talk about this much, but you get the benefit of using these superstars. For weeks one through 11, you don't have to deal with five weeks well during that whole regular season, which helps you get to the playoffs in the first place.
0: Absolutely. Brandon Chamey is our guest here tonight on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Eric Balkman, Dave Gerzak coming at you. Brandon is sitting in ninth place in the FFPC main event heading into week 10. I'm just looking at your blind bidding budget, what you have here left, Brandon. It looks like it's 34 out of $1,000 left on this team. As you prep not only for these uh, upcoming league playoffs coming up, in week 12 with the championship round. How do you see it is the best way to spend the, that, the, those last $34? What are, what are you allocating those funds to over the next few weeks?
1: Well, I've kind of tried to get ahead of it. So right now I'm probably just going to focus on, you know, some good defensive ma- matchups for the future, um, maybe even kicker. And then I like to always take a shot on like a backup running back if they're available for these last one or two weeks and kind of hope somebody goes down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> how nice of you. Yeah, that's great.
2: Yeah, very I'm, definitely. Definitely. I'm just being honest. Yeah, no, it's totally
0: listen. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you're, you're cool if you don't lie. We never, we, we, you know, we here as high-stakes fantasy football players, we never root for injuries, but we don't mind them when they happen. <laughs> Especially if we got the uh, the backup. so I'm I'm totally with you on that. It's just it's being, pre- it, it, prepara- I always screw this phrase up. Preparation is the mother of all luck. I don't know what it is. <laughs> that's not the phrase. I always screw it up. I can't remember what it is. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Dave, let, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers here.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, speaking of, uh, you know, having guys, having good backups and having a backup running back, what about Jalen Samuels? He actually was pretty reasonably decent. Scored a touchdown. Touchdown, exactly. We were big fans of Samuels coming into this draft process. He able to play tight end running back wide receiver, very versatile player. Uh, Le'Veon Bell may be coming back, and Connor entered concussion protocol. Are you bidding on – I mean, you can't fit heavily on him in your one, one league there, but what about another league? So what are you thinking about Samuel?
1: So, honestly, I always spend early because I don't have patience. So I don't really have money anywhere. However, if I did, I, I would go <laughs> after him. Um, but Because I, I feel like whoever gets touches in Pittsburgh is going to produce with that O-line and great offense. But I, I also still feel like Connor's only in concussion protocol. He's not out for the year. We still don't know what's going on with Bell. So I don't think I would go crazy, but I would, if I had money, I would definitely go above average to be aggressive. If, you know, what are you going to save the money for at this point? You know? Exactly. You know, I
0: nail on the head right there, Brandon. And, and the thing is, you know, the concussion protocol, we're going to get updates on this before waivers process next Wednesday. And you can't bid on it because, you know, he obviously played on Thursday. You can't bid on him uh, and, and win him until next week. And you look at um, – um, the Le'Veon Bell situation. He may have made his call by Tuesday. We'll, we'll know if he's in in uh, with the Steelers or not. So I think that there's something to be said there as well. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I think you make a, a good point there. And, and Samuel's definitely will be bid bidded heavily on right now. Will it remain? I mean, will, will those bids still exist uh, come Wednesday night? I'm not sure. We'll find out. Uh, Certainly, that is a storyline we will be paying attention to uh, after the games this weekend. Let's move on and and talk about a player that you had mentioned already, Brandon, and that's Jack Doyle. Now, Eric Ebron's snap count and routes run were significantly down when Jack Doyle made his return in week eight. And given the awful tight end landscape and, and knowing what Jack Doyle has been able to do when he's healthy, is he actually a top five tight end the rest of the way for the duration of the season?
1: I think he could be. I think it's close because, obviously, after Kelsey and Ertz, it's really been very inconsistent. Um, I definitely think Doyle can be more consistent than, you know, guys like Jared Cook and stuff like that. Um, So I do, and I think Luck luck loves him. We all know that. So I I do think he can be very consistent. Dave, what about top five?
0: I know you like Doyle. Is he a top five guy the rest of the way? Oh Yeah, I mean it's possible. I think –
2: I'd have to look at the list, but I think it's probably more like seven or eight. But I'm just guessing.
0: Let me ask you something right now. If you were in a redraft league and um, you could trade, and somebody offered you Jack Doyle for your Rob Gronkowski, what would you do? <laughs>
2: Honestly, at this point, if I was, a, I would take it. Actually, I really too. pissing me off.
0: Yeah, I, I make that deal. You
2: know, I just, Gronkowski, I just don't, I can't trust him at this point. But I th- I actually speaking of Gronk, I think Gronk sits this week. They got to the buy next week. Is that right?
0: Uh that sounds right yeah I, yeah Yeah I think a third of the league is on by next week so. yeah.
2: And then uh, and then he comes back and he's at least reasonably healthy. He does have some incentives that he may not hit now, thanks to that.
0: You yeah, they restructured that contract, if you remember, in, in the preseason to to give him more money and, and make uh, some of it performance based. So I think you're right. That that is interesting. Um, I, I need to trade him in, in my. I have him in one dynasty. I need to I need to flip him for something. I
2: got yeah. him for Hunter Henry. Man. Henry tore his ACL, and I'm still not even mad about it. Yeah, right
0: now. yeah. Um, the Patriots played. Um, last week on Sunday night football, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, this week they're at 1 o'clock. Yeah. Trust, trust okay. me, I actually look. Right. So I, I, and um, so that they were the primetime game last week. There's an interesting um, primetime game on Monday night this week with the Niners and, and Giants. Not a very palatable game to be watching, Dave, but certainly some interesting players in this game for fantasy, especially on the Giants' side, and interesting decisions here, uh, including Mr. Sterling Shepard, that I think we need to talk about here with Brandon.
2: All right. So, anyway, thanks for the
0: lead involving. i Yeah, just letting you know.
2: <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, would you rather start QI at home against the Jaguars, or are you going to look at Sterling Shepard in the lights Monday night? They're not they're a little bit dim because the San Francisco
1: and the Giants, but it's still, still Monday night. I, th- I think it's very close. I, I would lean Shepard. The only thing I would say is sometimes I would look at, like, my opponent's team, and if I'm, like, a big underdog, I'd roll the dice on Hilton in this case because I do think he has a little more upside. Um but, but but that being said, like Shepherd has been getting at least seven to eight targets a game. Um before the bye, Hilton only had five targets against Oakland. Um and they put up forty two points. Like luck really seems to be spreading the ball. Um so for me I would still I would lean Shepherd, but I could understand people going with the upside of Hilton, but I would go Shepherd.
2: That's interesting you bring up the targets because that's a, a lot of times when I'm looking at two different players, um, I just know Taylor Gabriel and, and Shepard actually I think are players that, that I was looking at those two. And, yeah, like I saw Shepard, eight targets, eight targets, and, you know, Gabriel, five, four. Right. Um, and it, I, I think that's a pretty smart thing to
1: do. Do you do that, do that pretty
2: much consistently, Brandon?
1: I do like to take a look at it because, obviously, snaps, snaps are important as well. But I want to see if the guy's getting targeted because he can't produce without, you know, having a chance.
2: There
0: you go. That was a, that was a nice layup question, Bob. Yeah, that totally. Very hard to make. Well, we got this is not a layup type question. Uh, as oh, we, the We get a couple of emails here. Tom in Los Angeles wants to know: Austin Hooper. This is a starter sick question. Austin Hooper at Cleveland, or uh, should he go with Rob? Or, excuse me, not Rob Gronkowski. C.J. Uzuma, uh versus the Saints um, this week in Cincinnati. Which guy are you playing there? Is
1: it Hooper or is it Uzuma for you, uh, Brandon? I would play uh Uzuma. I think he bounces back with no AJ Green. I do. It's a high scoring game, back. Dave. Um that, that Cincinnati um
0: Saints game. Is that where you would roll with Uzuma over over Hooper? Yeah, even though Uzuma had a
2: zero, um Last week or the week
0: before, whatever it was.
2: Uh yeah, actually I like He
0: him. had it did you notice he had a ton of targets that game though. Yeah, which well, is kinda of, kinda of bizarre. There's no. not
2: a lot of options out there and Boyd is more of a slottish type guy. So he'll he's gonna get, he's gonna get A what way. type guy? Slottish. 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 Got it. Okay. <laughs> slutty, he's slutty. Yeah. No, I I got it.
0: I got it. Uh one more here for you. This is from Bill. Another starter-sick question. Bill in Plattsburgh, New York. He wants to know, Matt Breida at home against the Giants under the lights, Dave, of Monday Night Football. Is it Matt Breida or does he go with Mike Davis at the Rams? Uh, Which one are you playing there? And thank you, of course, for the email, Bill, in uh, Plattsburgh, New York. Uh, Brandon, where do you fall on this,
1: Breida or Davis this week? I mean, obviously, we've got to monitor Carson, but I still, I think no matter what, I actually really love Breida this week with Mostert being hurt. So I would actually lean Breda against a pretty pathetic Giants team.
0: Are you a, I should ask you, are you a Giants fan? Or what, I, what, who's your team like, out
1: there, Brandon? I am a Giants fan. I am a Giants fan. I am a Giants fan. Yeah, and, so it's uh, pretty painful.
2: That's it, <laughs> all right. You finally are – hey, by the way, so – No, right, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's so what did you think of the decision to draft um, – That's exactly, literally what like I was going to say. Yeah. You know, Balky, by the way, Balky was with Saquon Balky on Twitter, by the way, just to be funny. Yeah. So, but, Saquon, you know, Saquon Barkley and whatever the biggest quarterback would have been the right choice.
1: What do you think? No, I'm, I'm okay with it because I just think he's, he's so impressive and I just think he's a generational talent. And I haven't been that impressed with. I know they're so young, but I haven't been that impressed with. You know, Mayfield was my choice and he went first, so we didn't even have a chance at him. Um, and I'm not that impressed with Darnell. so I, I actually am really happy with what we ended up doing. And I, I'm hopeful that we actually just kind of lose out and then take the kid from Oregon. But I think the the Raiders might have something to say about that. So. Uh, yeah, no,
0: you're, that's a that's a great point. I'm actually of the opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon, in this, but but. You have Evan Engram, you have Odell Beckham, you have Saquon Barkley, you have Sterling Shepard, you have all these great playmakers on offense. I'm not saying that you that you can just you know roll out a Nick Mullins type player, but I'm not sure if like you need to invest like a a, a top you know two or three overall pick uh, on a quarterback here. What? And you no listen, and you could get I'm a listening. and you could get a guy in like the second or third round and just and and <laughs> yeah no you can get a guy in the. second. <laughs> Get a guy in the second or third round. Keep talking. I'll keep laughing. Trot, trot him out there. Now I don't think you need to invest in it. We've seen this done before. Oh yes, of course we've seen it done. You've also seen a ton of terrible second and third round. picks. And
2: you've seen a ton of ter- terrible <laughs> first round picks Absolutely, too. Absolutely, but it's still much better hit rate on a, on a top quarterback. I would like to know There's what a that. Window I, would of like I would like to know. I honestly. No, seriously. Have a speaking, second round pick
0: that's going to come in and play quarterback awesome right I would away. love to know what the hit rate is on on first round quarterbacks. Yeah, and I'll tell you this. Ask Jake Rickroy. He'll tell you the There are and there are a Hell of a lot more first round bust because everybody wastes their first round pick on quarterbacks all the time. They well, don't use like the worst. They don't No, out. Listen, they don't, I'm telling you right now, they typically don't take a whole lot of them in the second or third round.
2: You're, anyway, this is
0: laughable. It's not, laughable. It's, not it's, laughable. it's awful. I'm just telling you. Okay. You're, 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 you're so far off base. I am, not, I, am no, I am not so far off base on this. Are you, are you and,
2: saying that hit rate on second or third round quarterbacks
0: is, is – I'm saying, saying that there – here's what that, I'm saying. This is all front I'm front saying. Front oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Put
2: your earplugs on. All I'm we'll saying – Run the interview long. <laughs> I guarantee you this.
0: There's been a lot more first round busts at quarterback than there have been in the second or third round. That's all I'm saying. What a sheer number on a percentage. Sheer number.
2: Well, that's not saying anything. That's saying a lot. What matters is the percentage of quarterbacks that are being drafted that are a bust in the first round, which is about fifty percent. In the second round, I would would
0: contend that it's higher than fifty percent. Fine, maybe it's fifty-five. Whatever. It's I, I, I think accuracy. it's significantly higher than you're fifty. I don't know. Is, I don't know what your, this is. Your overall argument is
2: ludicrous. But go it's, ahead. It's
0: not ludicrous. I I I get. I, I don't. I don't understand. Like you're making this. The last guys possible. He'll figure. Well, some of. All right. Yeah. Let's get somebody on this seriously. Has, when you're talking about the overall players, yes. Yeah, there's because there's more quarterbacks staying in the first round. Yes. More gonna bust. I mean, that's just like a pure numbers. Thing. I'm just like, and the other thing too. Part of the reason that these guys bust in the first round is because. They don't have. They're, they're expected to be the savior of their team because they don't have. They don't have adequate preparation. They're rushed into it. They don't have the, the weapons around them. You, you Listen, already you're, have. You're you're,
2: like, this is like six straight anecdotal statements. Keep going. I, they're not. I don't. How is that anecdotal? That makes no sense. you are making blank
0: statements about everybody. They're I don't know. Not, it. No, it's yeah, not I what I said go, at all. Home, don't put words in my mouth. My was into Listen, it. Trump. I'm telling you right now my that didn't get it. I'm. I'm not saying all of them do get rushed into it. I'm saying a lot of them do. A lot of them do. Oh, now you're saying
2: a lot. You did say they get rushed into
0: it. Lot of, yes, all they. Right. The ones that get rushed into it, they do get rushed. Are there any into more it. stupid emails? No, that's it. That's all. That's all <laughs> the are there any more? <laughs> no, I literally, I, I have not. We can, we can get, we can get to the um, uh, final question here. So we, made, we have, you made him wait that long for the question. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. So Brandon, you, so, so you are not of, you are of the opinion. No, it wasn't. You are of the opinion that that you would like to see the Giants investing. In a, in a quarterback in, you know, whatever it is, top three, top five, wherever the Giants are picking this year?
1: At this point, yes. However, I'll be honest with you, I would have loved to see them get like a Teddy Bridgewater. Like, I thought the Saints got a steal really? getting him. Um, yeah. I would have loved to see them do something like that because of some of the points you were making where I do feel like we have the, you know, the weapons. Um, so I would have liked them to see do something like that. But now at this point where I don't know if any – Solid backup is available. Yes, at this point, I'd like to see us just take the plunge and try to get get a young quarterback. But I would much rather, because as you said, we have proven weapons. I would love to get somebody that has some experience that that has had some success, okay. like a Teddy Bridgewater.
0: This is, this is perfect. Okay, so you say Bridgewater. I'm going to throw another name at you, and you, you let me know what you think. Jameis Winston.
2: Seamer.
1: <laughs> so – I mean, I think he's very talented, but it's like, you know, is it going to be Eli 2.0 with turnovers every other possession, you know? Um,
0: yeah, yeah, no, that's I just point. don't – I don't know. I have
1: mixed feelings about him. Um, but that's a, it's a good point. I you, he's obviously on his way out right. in Tampa.
0: <laughs> it certainly, yeah, it definitely certainly seems that way. Speaking on his way out, Brandon has been like, like it's very common. 99th percentile guest, putting up with our nonsense tonight. i I go for a gladiator smoothie after this whole. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's load up the protein, baby. Where's what the peanut butter? Dirty, baby. Go. Uh, go ahead with the uh, final question here tonight uh, for Brandon, Dave. All right, we need some tips here.
2: Give us a player that a lot of high-stakes owners will have in their lamps, but do you think they should really uh, think twice about starting this weekend? Once again, think in the question twice as well as a bench
1: player that deserves to be in the lineups this week. All right, so this this one's really tough for me because with the bye weeks, I feel like, you know, you're kind of stuck starting your guys in general. Um, but I did see a bunch of lineups I was looking at. I saw Randall Cobb in a few, and I, I just think he's so banged up and looks so washed up. Um, so I, I'm not interested in him at all. One guy that I – another guy is – that I think we all have to start, but I'm just concerned about is actually Tyler Boyd, because I'm afraid they're going to move the Alex Erickson kid into the slot and move Boyd to the outside. And he's had all of this success in the slot. Um, Obviously we could, you know, we got to start him. We all need to start him, but it's just something where we should temper our expectations. I think with, with AJ Green being out, I think is a negative.
2: I actually agree with that. I was concerned about Boyd. I mean, you like, Green draws so much attention. Yeah. Boyd's just you know, slinking around in there in the middle.
0: He's a slotty guy. <laughs> slinking around. around the slottish, slot, the well. slottish guy is slinking around. Um, <laughs> no, that's interesting. I, You know, I own Boyd. I only think I have him in one league, and I, I have to play him this week, but I am tempering expectations a little bit because I am nervous about what's going to happen. I think – you know, the, the one good thing I will say about Boyd this week, you know, in, in addition to his heightened target share, um, is it, it should be a fairly high-scoring game, uh, I would imagine. Um, and I think that Cincinnati yeah. is going to have to throw a lot to keep pace. So that is looking yeah. good for him. But, yeah, long-term, uh, until A.J. Green gets back, that man, I just want the status quo. Get Green back out there
1: and have Boyd catching all these easy passes. That's what I want. That's
0: Is that asking too much, Brandon? I don't think so. <laughs>
1: I agree. I agree. And I think I think he will make it up, hopefully, with volume. I think he'll get way more targets, hopefully. So he'll make up for it. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So um, the one bench player uh, I, that... Yeah, okay. that's what I was going to ask you. Go ahead. So the one guy I'm looking at is... Uh, actually, there's two guys I like. Is, is Matt Breda. I think a lot of us are hesitant to play him, which is understood. But I think that Mostert injury, now that he's out for the year, should really allow him to get, you know, 15 to 20 touches, Um, he's had a week and a half to rest because they played last Thursday. So he's someone I think is a little sneaky that's on your bench that I do think could really perform well this week. Because, again, he he really passes the eye test for me of somebody that is pretty talented when he's healthy. Um, And the last guy would be the DJ Chark. Um, He's uh, the rookie at LSU. And he played 75% of the snaps over Keelan Cole last week uh, before the bye. And I think he's a little sneaky play
0: like that it's yeah like no yeah i, I cut him a couple of weeks ago in one of my in my <laughs> dynasty league <In> and dynasty? <laughs> yeah, dynasty i'm like I, I, oh, how I, can you do that no I, I just i had some issues i had some bi-week issues and i got i'll pick him back up again later and I'll, uh and that was in blake carrington and anarchy actually snaked him on me so he's got him uh, you know, and i, I and i dumped uh keelan cole in pretty much all my leagues now so he is he is floating out there but yeah shark remember that guy for the what, the combine, didn't he blow up the combine with the measurables, Dave? Yeah, it's, 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 we were talking about him. Yeah, was,
2: yeah. We, I drafted him a lot in the second, third round, and almost all. Identified.
0: I did. I drafted him and I have him in two more two other dynasties. I got him in the third round of, of all three of them. Who's so, the yeah.
2: third? Yeah, because I really like. Yeah. So drives that dynasty ADP.
0: Yeah, he does. Brandon, does. if you
2: play a dynasty with us, you should start. If you don't. You should start. Uh, Man, I should.
0: I should dynasty. start. Yeah, yeah, I actually
1: don't, but I should. I should.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a it's a fun little off season exercise, and uh, you can win some money doing it too. And you are my friend; you are in the running to winning some serious money this year. year as only eight teams are ahead of you in the FFPC main event uh, after nine weeks of play. Congratulations on all your success so far. Best of luck to you and. Not only this league, but all your leagues the rest of the way. Most importantly, thanks for putting up with me and Dave bickering tonight during your interview. I certainly appreciate that. And as with every other guest that comes on, Volky is rooting for you more. I listen, we we have a lot of guests on the show, Dave, <laughs> and uh, I got to tell you, Brandon is is a special one, and I'll definitely be pulling hard for you, man, to, <laughs> to, to win it all. to get that main event title, win that natty, as the kids say. Go out and do it, man. <laughs> so so exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Thank you guys. We'll be King in Thank you guys. I thanks appreciate for the FFCC, it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So That would be awesome. Uh, thanks, thanks uh, so much for coming on the show tonight. Enjoy the games this weekend, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks a
1: lot, guys. I appreciate it. Take care.
0: Brandon Shammy, ninth place in the FFPC main event as we head into week 10. What a great guy. Go for a smoothie, no? Uh, yeah, the, the gladiator. I like it. That's <laughs> what's such a great name too. Yeah. Um, did I, did I tell you? Movie. I don't think I told you this. I probably shouldn't even be. No, literally, nobody cares. And I don't even think you will. I'm going to do this right now. I don't know how I came up with this. I was talking with Bryce today. If I ever have a fake name, like I have to um, come, you know, like a. Like a, if like I'm your friend, what's Calling Bush? it. No, not like that. But if I'm calling yeah. into uh, like a um, a, a uh, sports talk station or if I want to form sure. a, a Twitter burner account, I figured out what my name is going to be yeah. Le- Leon Twizzler. <laughs> I see you laugh. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you, I think that is such a fantastic name. So, if you ever see, and that's available by the way on Twitter. If, right. you, if you ever see somebody like you know in a in a chat room somewhere or on Reddit or with the name Leon Twizzler, you know who it is. All
2: right, you know I'm going to say it. I, know, I you know
0: PC culture says maybe I shouldn't. Don't say it.
2: But I do have a, I have a white friend named Leroy. Yes, you do. But there's not a lot of white Leroy's. There's not a lot of white Leon's. So is your Leon Twizzler going to be a
0: spectacular, wonderful African American man? It's ambiguous, <laughs> he's uh racially fluid, Dave. So, um, my buddy I'm, Leroy's all um, honky. Yeah, why do you do that? You know, what you know, the
2: Jeffersons, you ever watch the Jeffersons? Yeah, I did. He used to always say honky, it it's a funny term. It's a
0: different time back, then. you know, you can say honky. We used to have slaves we're in the both, 1800s, too. I don't know, I didn't that have any slaves. And I didn't live well, in the, the 1800s. country,
2: did And you weren't on the Jeffersons, actually. Either. All to be honest with you, I'm politically, yeah, to, all the slaves were owned by Democrats. <laughs> That is true. You all right, I out. see. I like how you're twi- – your I'm, twi- I'm just honestly I'm, saying that right. that is true. Okay. I,
0: it's factually correct. All right, I'm not, I am not – the views and, and <laughs> opinions expressed by Dave Gerzak do not necessarily represent up. the views and uh, opinions expressed by Eric Balkwin, the high-stakes fantasy football Hour, or the fantasy football players channel. No, I like George Jefferson. He was a private Democrat. I like him. He was, I, I probably believe in his politics. Now, when, when they did – you remember the show Amen. That Sherman yeah. Helmsley is on That yeah, was not. Really that was so not it. a spinoff of the Jeffersons, was it? I don't. I don't know to be honest. The Jeffersons not. was a spinoff of All in All the, the Family. family. Yeah. And I. I think that's where that character ended. I don't. Uh, I, so. I don't think that. That was that a great was, show. With Jeffersons? Yeah. 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 Who else was on that show besides Wheezy <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't remember. Lawrence. The, the housekeeper.
2: Oh, and, and that was two, and, two, and the British two, guy, the white British dude, and two then their their kids. They, they had. Yeah, I remember the white British dude. Was it? It was a. How did
0: that work? Now I remember two two seven was a spinoff of the Jeffersons, was it, yeah. wasn't it? Helmsley or what? Sherman? Sherman Helmsley
2: was. Oh no, yeah, it was. It was uh, I whatever. Hold on. Um, oh, yeah, so then their friends had the. There was the white husband and the in the in the, the African American black wife, right? That was the. the
0: oh, it was an African American black.
2: wife. Well, I, mean, I, I don't know whatever black wife white, whatever <laughs> people want to call it. I am a little uncomfortable with <laughs> how great. you
0: This is great. <laughs> uh, he was an African American black. <laughs> uh Marla Marla Gibbs was on the show. I I'm, I'm, I'm re- there's also somebody in the cast uh Mike Evans apparently. Mike Evans? Yeah. Yeah, was for the uh, uh, yeah, Mike Evans yeah. was was the son. He was Sherman Hemsley's son. I'm sure it's not that Mike Evans. No, he was he, the actor was was Mike Evans who played uh, Sherman Hemsley's son. Um so the, yeah, I I'm just looking for other like well-known no, I mean, it wasn't a famous cast. Yeah, it really it wasn't. It okay. Well, that was a little fun trip down memory lane. Uh, (laughs) Tune in to Nick at night for more on that. Probably have it. Thanks, football guys, Roto World, Rob, and Roto Pass for tonight's rundown. Man, so depressing. NFL Network's Tom Palacero reports. uh, Des Bryant left today's practice with what the New Orleans Saints fear is actually a torn Achilles. He was getting an MRI late this afternoon. Uh, Really, really terrible. I mean, he was with the Saints for, what, two days? Three days? Whatever. Something like that. Uh, signed a one-year deal with them. Now he wasn't. That's
2: expect- why you spend your uh, waiver money really.
0: Yeah, he wasn't expected to um, play on Sunday. But Ted Ginn's on IR. Dave Cameron Meredith just got placed on IR this week. It could be the Traquan Smith show uh, if everybody's going to focus their attention on Michael Thomas.
2: Yeah, to some extent, actually, he's, and, he's reasonably good on coming alone and targets. He's. I don't think he'll run the full route for You, you think he can or?
0: Um. I know he's a burner. Yeah, he is a burner. I, I, I'm a little bit lukewarm on that right now. Um, I, uh, it's, we have this guy... Uh, it might be a big Ben Watson week. What
2: about Watson this we, week? It could be.
0: We have this guy um, on, on this, my, my afternoon talk show. Oh, where's that? Do I have to do it? <laughs> I, I'm actually... I'm, I'm kind of annoying myself when I, when I do it now. Fine, fine. You know, have to do it. Um, so he, he actually works for us, but but he comes on as, as a guest on, on uh, Monday... Uh, every Monday we have him on, and my co-host always asks him a, a, a question like, can the Packers win this game, or... Can the Bucks get the number one seed? No, no, no. It's just that's one of the. It's, there's always a question in there like that, where right. it's like a can, can't, right. and he always answers the question. Uh, can they? Yeah, they can. <laughs> will they? Eh, I'm not so sure. And it's like, it's, and I tell my co-host, I'm like, that is such a lazy question. Don't ask that question. Yeah, asking will they? And it always comes up. So it's like, so I'll answer this question. <laughs> Uh, Dave, can he run the full route tree? Yeah, he can. Will he? Uh, I'm not so sure um, with Triquan Smith. But I, I played him a lot last week. I was pretty disappointed at it. I don't. You him? Yeah, I started him in a, in a lot of leagues as a flex. Wow. Um, I don't really uh, expect a ton this weekend from him. And I actually fully expect, I mean, New Orleans is talking about bumping up a guy from the practice squad on the active roster. Um, Maybe they revisit this Brandon Marshall thing. Kamar Aiken, I want to say they head in for a visit as well, so maybe they sign a veteran like that. I'm not sure. Um, But if anybody is going to blow up for the rest of the season that hasn't already on the Saints, it's going to be Traquan Smith for sure. And that's sort of how I fall in. Can I tell you my Des Bryant Dynasty story? (laughs) Sure, i the hell, you, Marker. Actually, I already told this to you. Well, say it anyway. I own Des Bryant in one dynasty league. Me too. I saw he got signed. Hashtag me too. I immediately sent out eleven trade offers for the, oh, yeah. the second round. There's second round pick for next year. Um, I, I think yep. na, I got nine rejections, mm-hmm. and one guy didn't respond, and the other guy accepted it. And it's and he's, he has a very good team. That's so fan- I mean really, that's it's fantastic. It's, it's probably going to be a very late um, second round pick next year. But that said, it is a second round pick, and Des just blew out his Achilles. Could be a career ender. Dude, that's. I think that's. A I was really, really. I mean, that's like. Great job. One of those things. Now nah, I'm not looking for praise, but. I no, but like, seriously, I mean, I know you're not. I, that really is a great job. Like I found out that Des towards Achilles, and I just like looked up to heaven and was like. No.
2: <laughs> Alright, let me <laughs> yeah. ask you a question. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not. I have Josh Gordon two dice today. Oh no, yeah. And a few weeks ago, I sent out some offers. To all these knobs, and none of them. None of them took it. So I still full- <laughs> own Josh Gordon, obviously. Yeah. these I mean, two weeks. Yeah. So now. He's performed. He's on the Patriots. When is the trade deadline in these in, in this league? Ah, uh, it's coming up. I'm not really sure. Yeah, man.
0: It's not like stupid Carrington where just just ended. Uh, oh, so you want that change too? I,
2: I don't. I don't really care. I, there
0: there's a there's a bit of a groundswell in the off season that sort of died oh, off. Oh, so, two I mean, people. Yeah, it wasn't. Two. Uh, it wasn't good. two. Hey, so like, it wasn't enough for me to change it. <laughs> sure not. It's not like hell. Yeah.
2: Right. Uh, so if I offered uh, Gordon for a 2019 first to yeah. all 11 other owners, yes. Do you think it's a reasonable offer? Yes. And you think I should do it? Yes. All right. Hey uh lost guy, I'm let us know Ace is Rebels, let us know. Guess seven six seven. Let us know what you think of that.
0: Yeah, and uh, did you say Ace is Rebels? Yeah, it does well, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> and
2: all the other uh, fifty four people in the chat. Yeah. You too.
0: Um, the uh, the thing is with Gordon's like and in Tom Radio, I was I said this on on the uh, on the show today on, on my afternoon show. It's like um Josh Gordon got pumped up by Tom Brady this week. And if, if we've realized anything over the last few seasons, if Tom Brady goes out of his way to compliment you, or he goes out of the way to take a picture of you and post it on his Instagram, you're probably going to be blowing up uh, the, the following week. So that is great that your trade deadline hasn't happened in those leagues, because I think if Gordon has a big week this week, Dave, you are much more likely to, to set, that, set that dynasty hook right in that owner's mouth and reel them in with that first-round pick. I'd much rather have a 2019 first than 27, by the way, 27-year-old Josh Gordon uh, going forward. And it's a deep receiver class this coming season.
2: Well, it is. I mean, you know, it's interesting because even first-round picks hit at about a 50% rate, kind of similar to something else we were talking about earlier when I it too. Wrong. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I mean, I, I wonder, though. I mean, it's like would I be interested in dealing – maybe I should make six offers to so the six worst teams to start, right? Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going okay. to offer them to the six worst teams, in my opinion. Of which, yeah. Yeah. my team is, of course, not one of
0: the six worst. Well, I mean, it's, so it's one of the six. It's backs. not even an opinion thing. You can just <laughs> well. I mean, I guess it kind of is opinion. You could just look at who has the six fewest victory points and then just toss those out there. Very good.
2: And so throw it out there and then yeah. just see what happens.
0: Yeah. And but right. then what I'll do you do what do you wait? Do you wait for after this week and then you then you extend it to everybody or what? You know, I,
2: I, I, I would do it. So maybe I'll do it tomorrow and just see if I get anything. Yeah. And then I'll avoid then I'll them all before the – you know, I don't want to have him laying out there when he could get hurt or whatever. Right. Anyway, um, wasp, I'm to talk about all my
0: crappy teams. Now we're yeah. wasting show time. Wasp guy uh, wants to know in the chat, early projection on the 101 Dynasty pick next year. I have not been looking
2: very uh, close enough to even have him.
0: Uh, the Ace, Rebels suggests maybe Bryce Love from Stanford. That's a possibility. I think it's going to be receiver. Um I think his name is Nikhil Harry from Arizona State. He's an interesting guy. AJ Brown from Ole Miss uh, is a guy that we'd be paying attention to. I have a question, Anthony? I think I think his name is Anthony Johnson, the, the cat from Buffalo. Is he's he's a cat. big yeah, he's a cat uh, whatever they are, uh, but he's a big rocked up receiver that that put up a massive stat line a couple a uh, couple weeks ago. He's a guy I'd be looking at too. I think it's gonna be a receiver this year. I don't think it's gonna be a running back. So if you
2: have kind of mediocre quarterbacks on your team in your dynasty, you have the one on one pick. Would you give yeah. away the one on one pick for Patrick Mahomes?
0: No. 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 You're asking the wrong guy, though, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't uh, just like – I, I don't think about it. Mahomes is like far and away,
2: far and away just
0: killing him. Hey, interesting you bring up Mahomes. Good. Let's talk about the Baltimore quarterback situation right now because there's some news that came out of here today, and I think this is going to be affecting
2: – I'm going to say this before you say this. I've popped in a bunch of $1 bids on Lamar Jackson all over the place. Good
0: for you because the Athletics, Jeff Zarevic – reports that Joe Flacco's status for next week against the Bengals is actually, quote, in question. Um, Ravens are on bye this week. Uh, We don't know how serious it is. Jason Lock and from CBS Sports said that Flacco is actually looking for medical opinions over the bye week, uh, and he could, or he, quote, could require surgery or, quote, prolonged rest. Excuse me. That's what I need right now. Uh,
2: This news. Also, Flacco, I heard, was going to um – a waxing studio, he's getting the middle of his eyebrows taken
0: out. You're gonna say he's going to get like uh, some sort of stem cell uh, injection <laughs> going into his tip or something like that.
2: They call that the American,
0: yeah, hilarious. Um, <laughs> I, I, just, this is the bye week, Dave, which would make a lot of sense for Lamar Jackson to get a lot of work sure. and maybe be ready to go against said Bengals in week 11. Uh, so far, Lamar Jackson 34 of 68 for 408 yards, three touchdowns, and one pick. Uh, in 88 dropbacks during the preseason, uh, he also had 23 carries for 136 yards and three touchdowns in the preseason as well. Dave, I mean this guy. He, I don't. I hesitate to call him a league winner because a he's a quarterback and b he may not have a job. We have 16s on by next week, so he might not be able to pull this off. It's Too gutsy to do it. But if perfectly. you can, if you can find a spot for him,
2: I agree. Actually, I think it's totally worth it. even in redraft. I think it, unless you have. <laughs> You no, know, look. If you have Big Ben and Mahomes, or you have Big Ben and Cam, or Philip Rivers and Big Ben, or whatever, I mean, you know, any of these combinations, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Carson Wentz, you have all those two two quarterbacks like that, fine. But if you're throwing, if you have, like, Alex Smith is on your bench, right?
0: Yeah.
2: And I, and you have a another, you know, let's say you picked up, the, you know, some junkie guy from the Jets. Cut the guy from the Jets. Or cut your third defense, maybe even your second defense, and right. pick him, pick, pick him up.
0: Yeah. Uh, the last guy in the chat wants to know how does Lamar affect other offensive players like Brown uh, on the Ravens? When
2: what- well, we talked about John Brown last week, and I, I said I didn't trust John Brown. I still, did, and he had a, not a good week. I don't trust John Brown at all, no matter who the quarterback is. I felt like his first seven weeks were a little bit deceptive, and I would be looking to start other players other than John Brown. He's like, to me, he's honestly a little bit like a poor man to Sean Jackson, and I think we're going to see that come the rest of the season. That's right. just my opinion. Okay. I didn't want to insult the other the guests last week because he had him. Right. I don't, I don't I like that, right. Cruz, by the way. Yeah,
0: right I don't right. think he cares. Well, I don't care what he thinks. No, he would probably be uh, like... Oh,
2: probably, hey, you know what? Team WooHoo is kicking a living crap out of right on the big payback in Kentucky, so take that, Brad Cruz.
0: He's focusing on, He's focusing on his FFPC league. Woo-hoo! Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think he drastically changes the values of anybody on Baltimore. I, I think I would probably bump up a little bit. i feel a little bit more comfy. With, with everybody on that Ravens roster with Lamar Jackson rather than I – mean, Joe Flack was just kind of like
2: – Yeah, but Lamar Jackson, he's not going to throw his offense. He's going to run a lot.
0: Yeah, but I mean that's going to open stuff up too. Like you have to respect the the legs of Lamar Jackson right now. You don't. Do have
2: Joe Flacco? I would not trust Lamar Jackson as a passing quarterback whatsoever. The rest of so, okay. Crabtree downgraded. Well, round, but, round, but, round, downgraded. I mean, Crabtree, Hurst still has red hair. Still not getting a lot of time. All right,
0: I, I guess maybe a little upgrade because he's finally healthy. Okay, my point is like I'm not I'm not really playing Crabtree or Hurst right now anyway. Um, so if Jackson is in there, I mean it is what it is. Um, John Brown sort of like I, I own him in one league, and he's been sort of an every week start for me. I don't think he necessarily affects the running backs at all. God, how weird is it that?
2: I actually we were just in the chat. And I think it opens up Alex Collins a little bit. Um, Although I'll, it could have hurt Collins' touchdown opportunities. Yeah,
0: it could. Be, you know, be, when you get down into the red zone, how weird is it that that we could see Lamar Jackson slinging at the Ty Montgomery down the down the stretch here <laughs> yeah. uh, for the Ravens? So bizarre that that this is actually a thing. Uh, going forward. Uh, speaking of time on covering, let's talk about his ex-teammate, Randall Cobb. He's questionable for Week 10 against the Miami Dolphins, according to Rob Demoski on Twitter. He had a setback yesterday, was limited in practice both on Thursday and Friday. Might be a game-time decision against Miami. Probably will not be 100% if he plays. Dave, you need to be rooting for Cobb to be inactive so you can free MVS, baby. I think MVS is free regardless of Cobb. Really? Cobb sucks! Well, but better. here's, the, here's like the thing. If he's active, he will get targets, okay? Four, three, five. Those are ones that could be going four. to Marquez Valdez-Gantling. Those
2: yeah, are big – that's big deal. I, I don't know. I, I feel like if you're going to start NBA, else to start him regardless.
0: Yeah, and I'd be rooting for Cobb to be inactive.
2: <laughs> you know don't what worry. I mean? He, even if he plays, he's relatively close to that anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not playing Cobb anywhere. He's but. not. A, if he plays, he's not inactive. He's just in our, he was actually available in one of my Kentucky leagues this week. I didn't even bother putting a bid in on him. There's, <laughs> no, there's nothing but heartache at the end of that trail. One thing I
2: do think that the power was 100% correct in saying Randall Cobb sucks. He sucks a lot. Yeah. Don't draft him. And if he drafts him, you weren't listening So, so what we were saying. I mean, we did plenty of stuff wrong. I yeah. think we definitely got that right.
0: Yeah. He was going like 9th, 10th, 11th round sometimes in FFPC draft. and if you got him there – um, you were probably like, ah, eleventh round? That that's that'll work. I, I feel good about that. And now you're probably like, man, I could have Patrick Mahomes in the eleventh round, or you know, something or like Cooper that. Or Cooper Cup in the seventh, or you know, seventh. Well, that was a little bit earlier, but like you know, Richard Dunn was saying
2: Cooper Cup wasn't worth it.
0: Wrong. Yeah, Cup's great. Yes. Boy, this is a heavy Trump episode tonight. I didn't. You know, I this is I say wrong it doesn't
2: mean it has to do with Trump. Well, you
0: said it just like him. That was like a carbon copy. Wrong. <laughs> Maybe you're reading into it. Maybe I am. I don't know. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Uh, Sony Michelle questionable for Week Ten against the Titans, according to the Patriots website. So, speaking of Trump, take that for what it's worth. What? Uh, the Patriots well, website is saying that Sony Michelle is questionable. I thought they were saying he was out. <laughs> no, not, now that would be funny. Um, Adam Schefter said earlier this week that Michelle is expected to, um, well, not necessarily start, but play against Tennessee after he missed the last two games with a knee injury. Um, if he does suit up, Dave, probably going to take away from James White a little bit. Um, and as a James White owner, Sony, we don't need you this week, man. Take, take the week off. Get that knee healed. you got a long postseason ahead of you.
2: What do you have? We have James White in like two weeks? Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> um, no, but seriously, though, I, I actually own James White and Sony Michelle in the same league. In one of my leagues, I have both of them. And I had been starting both of them, um, you know, when they've both been healthy and active. Um, if Michelle's active, I'm still playing, obviously starting James White. Um, the question is if he's active, Dave, is he a guy that makes your flex spot? Uh if you could play in the FFPC, is he a flex option, a good flex option, his first week back?
2: Uh, I, I think if he's active, I think, yeah, I think you have to take a look at uh I think you play
0: him. You think yeah. it's err on the side of, of the upside of Sony Michel? and yeah, get the him Patriots, in your lineup.
2: Patriots are gonna score a lot of points. He still will be the goal linebacker, although James White gets that role You know, who knows what's gonna happen on the
0: near um, I would actually
2: you know, I I know that we're gonna talk about Gronk in a second, or so it seems. But I, I actually uh, I, think Gronk Gronk. In, I think if Gronk is I think if Gronk is active it actually helps Michelle just a little bit. I mean, playmakers. I mean the playmakers who's a playmaker on the team. Yeah, you know, you know Edelman is one, James White's one, Josh, Josh Gordon Michelle's one, Josh Gordon can
0: he one or is one? Can he, Dave? Yeah, he can Will, be. He, Will he? he? I'm not so sure. <laughs> That's Rob Gronkowski is questionable against the Titans, uh, the ultimate tease. <laughs> Everybody wants to know about Gronk Patriots' website uh, reporting this. Um, Gronkowski was a limited practice participant Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Now, that was the, the case last week, and they didn't play against the Packers uh, on Sunday night football. Gave uh, me and uh, a lot of other fantasy owners with a zero on uh, Sunday night. New England does have their bye week next week. They could keep Gronk out this week. The blessing here, Dave, it's a noon game. Finally. And, uh, you know, you, you'll have your, your choice of options. What would really suck is if your other option was like Vance McDonald or Jesse James. Something like that. I actually
2: looked at every single team that I run, and every one that has Gronk on, I made sure that there's a back, was another option, because yeah. I'm not getting another freaking Gronk zero. It's tough, though. It's like, like, Sunday it's night. Like yeah. Hey, I'm going to have the Gronk zero. It's a piece of crap. T- tastes awful. <laughs> it's like, that's saccharine. Have you ever had Tab? Not, it's a new Tab. Gronk zero.
0: Not only does it taste terrible, it'll knock you right on your ass. <laughs> And you'll be listed as questionable. All right, Dave, that is going to do it for uh, Fantasy Flash. I wanted to do, you know, normally we do um, uh, the I Got Five on it updates uh, halfway through the season. Uh, We kind of didn't do it halfway through the season, but it's entering week 10. I mean, I I figure that's close enough to the middle point of the season. I thought we'd just kind of go back and look at the bets we've made so far this season and kind of get the lay of the land to this uh, and, and take a look at where we're at. So are you ready, sir? Sure, whatever. All
2: right. But Do people care about this? Yeah, they care about this. So do you want me to just say what it's at? Is it you're just going to say? It? No, because
0: I don't I don't have that. I mean, I'll read some, and you'll kind of get the gist right. of it. Okay. Uh, Jordy Nelson, uh, over or under 164 fantasy points in 2018. I had the under, you had the over. Oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, crap. Jimmy Graham over or under eight touchdowns in 2018. I had the under. You had the over. Really? Yeah. And remember, you where, wanted to, you wanted bad, you wanted to go 10, and I was like, I'll give you age because I just I felt <laughs> bad about it. So, right, what do we have? I, I don't know. Again, I I, it's, I think he's over. only I think he's only scored two touchdowns. Well, I don't. We have to do this a lot of season one two this week. Right, okay. Don't worry that about it. That could happen. <laughs> I predicted that Devonte Adams, by the way, would score three touchdowns this week. Um, well, I guess I was
2: hoping if we could uh, if you could get the uh, I got five hours in an Excel format
0: Excel I have it in Word format right now
2: Word who the
0: hell uses you know we do
2: you know why don't we use a Google Doc we get Google Sheets we'll share it to you Wasp. you can give us your Gmail alright that'll
0: work yeah <laughs> send uh I, anyone,
2: actually, anyone can email the show and we'll, we'll, G, we'll put you in the Gmail invite. HighstakesFantasy. That's, that's a good idea.
0: That's, that's fine. HighstakesFantasyFootballGmail.com if you want to be added to the Google Doc. Um, you can. Uh, or you, know, you, know, you know we should. We should doing no, this for, let's not. No, that's, for years that's stupid. Doing it. We're not doing that. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it on the HSFFOR website so you don't even have to have permission what's, to it. HSFFOR.com. No go website. there. What? Go ahead. I'm telling everybody right now, <laughs> hsffr.com, go there. I'll have it. I'll have me or Rob will put it up there at some point this week, and then we'll have it re- updated Highly uh, doubtful. It's not I'm highly doubtful. waiting for my daughter's grades to come in. This never happened Totally not like that at all. Evan Engram, over under 205.6 FFPC points. I had the under, you had the over. Oh, my God. It's rough because he got hurt. Whatever. Here's an interesting That's one. So
2: terrible.
0: More FFPC points, Jordy Nelson or Martavis Bryant? I had Nelson, you had Bryant. A lot of season left for that. Uh, I don't know who I'd rather have. I guess Jordy. But um, here's this, here's a fascinating one. More points this season. I had Randall Cobb. You had D J Moore. Yeah, I'm good. You're good on that.
2: I'm sure I'm good. Uh, Cobb's terrible. Yeah, well, it's
0: not like D J Moore has been blowing. He had the one good week. He'll
2: have a couple more. All right, I, I, I'm not worried sure
0: about him. Okay, uh, Nahim Hines. Is he a top twenty-five running back this season? I said yes. You said no. It's Not looking good for me.
2: All right,
0: more points
2: we're going to be doing this again in, like, in the... In the we're, not,
0: we're, not, we're not... We don't total these these up until, like, February. Yeah,
2: I... I anyway. Don't um, read
0: them all out. I'm going to read them all out. <laughs> more points this season. I had Derrick Henry. You had Alex Collins. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Got you that. got that one. Uh, uh, this is a... You're ruining the surprise. More FFPC points per game, Dave. I had Jameis Winston. You had Andrew Luck. Oh, is <laughs> I would assume I'm going to win this, but who knows? Because Winston had that 1.4 or something like that, so he's basically locked in, you know. Yeah, he's not he also had a 36 or
2: whatever that one was Yeah, doing. maybe. Like, but still, this is luck's got
0: to be like 18 or whatever,
2: right?
0: Yeah, this next one pisses me off. Will Fuller higher than wide receiver 34? I said yes, you said no. So you get that one. <laughs> <It> sucks. <laughs> More points, no, this I'm always the More points this season. I had Saquon Barkley. You had David Johnson. That's looking good for me. Oh, for the love of God. More Scott Fishbowl points, me or you. That's looking good for me. Yeah, my team's terrible. Here's one that's looking good for you, shockingly. More points this season. I had Rashad Penny, and you had Kenyon Drake. <laughs> that's no shock at yeah. all. More points this season. I had Mike Evans. You had Larry Fitzgerald. Oof. Uh,
2: you know, you're, you're not even doing that well.
0: No, I'm. This is doing terribly. <laughs> I, I don't think I think that one's still up for debate, quite it, frankly. Is it it might be. I mean, it might be. Tavon Austin did have a big week last week. He did. Man, he was, and he and he's so... got a new OC now too. Yeah. Thank God. What the anyway? Tavon Austin finishes as a top 45 running back. I said no. You said yes. Wow. Top 45. Moving on. Here's here's <laughs> this will make you feel better. More points this season. I had Rex Burkhead. You had Sony Michelle.
2: All right. Well, that's fine.
0: Um, here's ones that are already in the books. Um, I, I am, I guess I, I mean, this is just ridiculous. I'm not going to read all these. Thank you. Um, I, I will read this. This is, bad, this is bad
2: radio. G- Jimmy Graham see. scores a week six. Aren't you being a pro radio guy? Yes, this
0: is good radio. You oh. don't know what good radio is. Jimmy <laughs> Graham scores a week six touchdown. Remember that was the game we were at with Drew Maselli. And I said, yes, you said, no, you were right on that. And then we have a That's bunch. That's funny, given the other bet. Uh, yes. And then I, I will just briefly mention this. We had the Latavius Murrayathon last week, where we, we made those. Yes. I got five on it yeah. for Latavius Murray. Overall, it was a split. I won three, you won three. Um, Call it a push. You did win the week though, because we did make a separate bet of we that a Robert Woods versus Juju Smith-Schuster, and uh, you had Smith-Schuster. So congratulations on that. I would say that uh, I am ahead on the board right now. Yeah, that's cool. I would also say that there is a lot of unknowns on the board yet. And we have many more bets to make. So I think it's going to come right down to but it. The most dangerous day.
2: ones are the unknown unknowns, you know. Not what, the, is
0: that from something? Not the known unknowns. What is that from?
2: Uh, that's actually from, uh, you know. Because I've heard it before. I forgot his name. It was, it was like George W. Bush's chief of staff talking about, oh, the, yeah. about international uh, uh, war
0: threats. I <laughs> Who was the chief of staff? I forgot his name. He had glasses and. Um, oh, it's Rumsfeld. Yeah, was, Rumsfeld. Yeah, it He's Rumsfeld. a secretary of defense. Right? There you go. Like, there you go. Yeah. 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 Known unknowns and unknown unknowns. <laughs> oh, man. That
2: is actually the reason it's going to bring up, because it's actually a, a really interesting and smart way of thinking about
0: things. Have you seen the uh, movie that's coming out? It may, have, may be out. Uh, it's, it's probably not. Out. It'll be an award season one. It's called Vice. Uh, Adam McKay directed it. Adam McKay, who directed the big short, uh, huh. founder of uh, Funny, co-founder of FunnyOrDie.com. It's about Big Short
2: is a fantastic
0: movie. It's about Dick Cheney. And I Christian know. Bale put all this weight on. He plays Dick Cheney. Ames, Christian
2: Bale from The Machinist.
0: Right. He's crazy. He's crazy. He, right. he is crazy. Amy Adams plays, I believe, I don't know I don't know what yeah. Dick anyway. Cheney's wife's name is. She's the wife. Um, uh, um, Sam Rockwell, okay. who uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, he's in the Three Billboards movie. He plays George, H, uh, George, uh, w. George w. Bush. Yeah. And I saw a clip from it. He's spot on with That's that. That's great. And playing Donald Rumsfeld, Dave, huh. The Office's Steve Carell. <laughs> really? Yes. And it looks so great. What's the name of the movie? Vice. And when's it up? I don't know when it comes out. I'm, this is like a, uh, a regular theatrical release? I'm sure it is. it will be an award season once. So it'll probably come out this December. So that, it's supposed to be that good. I, I think it looks very good. I've seen the trailer for it. It's I don't know. I, I think it's good. I actually watched the W movie, which was <laughs> about George w. I right. thought that was relatively
2: alright. It was you know fun to watch. Um, I, I like I like movies like that. Right.
0: Uh, Jesse Plemons, who played Todd in Breaking Bad, who was in Game Night that we were just watching before the show tonight, he's in this film as well. I, I think it's going to be good. That's
2: awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I like the you know, again. Yeah, I like those movies. I like the movie Thirteen Days, actually, about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Never was, saw it. That was really good. It was I awesome. heard.
0: The Vice movie scheduled to come out on Christmas Day, Dave. So there you go. All
2: right. And All right. I'm going to go see that.
0: And, uh, and that's going to do it for the show, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank uh, – We talked about fantasy
2: in about 40 minutes.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was kind of – you know, we were a little bit light on emails this week for whatever reason. I, I don't know. Brandon chammy I want to thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, fantastic performance by him. Uh, Dave Gerzak, the FFPC, Rob Rice, and, of course, each and every one of you for hanging out on a Friday night with us and uh, talking a little high-stakes fantasy football. We certainly appreciate it. We'll be back live next week at 10:9 Central. Denver, Baltimore, Houston, Minnesota, they're all on by. They're not going to get you any points. Get those players on the bench this week, ladies and gentlemen. Broncos, Ravens, Texans, Vikings, all on by. Good luck in week 10, of course. Getting right down to it. Load up. Get all the wins and points you can because next week, the last week of the FFPC regular season for the FPC and the main event, your weekend officially. And of course, it starts right now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week.
1: Free. By the Uber, I got somewhere to be. I hear tales they gonna run up on me. Well, run up when you see me, then we going to see I got enemies,
0: got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy. Yeah, I know we need to do that. That's on me. That's totally on me. See, now I am a true radio guy because I'm just falling behind that. Tired Tired, complaining. Do I complain a lot? No, actually you don't. All right, good. I found out that I was in the studio this afternoon for the afternoon show. I found out that we were supposed to get our studio redone at the end of 2017. Literally nothing has been done on that front yet, at the real radio station, oh. yeah, and I had no idea, um, but I guess if it ever gets done, it'll be quite the treat.
2: Oh, yeah, enjoy. What do, what do they do? Are they just put in more soundproofing material? No, what they, they're, they're the going,
0: headphones? well, there's six radio stations at this, at the Woodward Radio Group. Um, they're talking about knocking down the wall between the WHBY and the WSCO studios and making that one big WHBY studio, and then we would get moved to the XXM studio, which is right next door, which is... Much, much nicer. Um, a better studio and uh, better acoustics in there. The equipment is much newer. So what the board we are using right now was WAPL's board in the 1970s.
2: <laughs> That's <laughs> the one
0: we're using right now, yeah. Holy cow. I don't
2: want to switch because... Same, you know, this, this station, WAPL, is a rock station in Appleton. It has yeah. the
0: same... Same
2: crappy DJs in the morning from the 70s, but they've moved on and they got a newer board. Yeah, but they kept the damn DJs They are terrible. Um,
0: I have Rick great, and Len. I have worked, a There's a word. I have a great Rick and Len story, <laughs> uh, but I can't tell it. No them one yet. else cares. I, all right, no one else cares. Thanks for listening. Good luck this week, everybody.